Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. In the last program, we made a foreshadowing for the discussion of the mechanism of liposome transfection of genes. Dr. Smith briefly introduced the different mechanisms of transfection in vitro and in vivo. As far as the current development is concerned, liposomes are the most promising nonviral vectors among all gene carriers that have been used in clinical trials. Among the various types of liposomes, cationic liposomes are sensitive to anionic polyelectrolyte anions. It has a high transport capacity for negatively charged DNA and can also transport RNA, ribosomes, and other large charged molecules and macromolecules into cells. Therefore, the transfection efficiency of cationic liposomes is many times higher than that of other liposomes, so it is widely used in gene transfer technology. Today we focus on the main mechanism by which cationic liposomes mediate gene transfer in vitro. Where do we start, Dr. Smith? The first thing to understand is that in vitro transfection involves incubating a cell culture with a genosome dispersion. The interaction between genosomes and cells occurs through the free diffusion of complexes. Virtually all experiments show that the positively charged complexes are more efficient for gene expression. This suggests that simple electrostatic binding of the complex to the cell membrane may improve internalization. What effect does the presence of serum have on the genosomes when transfected in vitro? Is there a way to overcome the difficulties posed by serums? Generally, the presence of serum inactivates the complex. This can be explained by the fact that the plasma components are coated or precipitated thereby inactivating the genosome. There is some indication that two or more valent cationic lipids can increase transfection efficiency, possibly due to increased colloidal stability. By the way, the size of the complex entering the cell is unknown. How is endocytosis of liposome DNA complexes into cells inferred? The occurrence of the endocytic pathway was inferred from the ability of pH-sensitive and dough-containing liposomes, as well as certain interfering agents, to increase transfection. In addition, electron and fluorescence microscopy revealed electron-dense vacuoles and bright focal spots in the cytoplasm. Entry into endocytic cells was also shown by extensive electron microscopy studies of colloidal gold-containing dope liposomes and genosome as markers. Similar conclusions were observed by lipid mixing experiments for cationic liposomes. This assay shows that binding to the cell surface can lead to fusion only after uptake of cationic liposomes into the endocytic pathway. If endocytosis is blocked by ATP depletion or hypertonicity, lipid mixing does not occur. No fusion was detected at low temperature, where endocytosis was also inhibited.
This is not entirely true, as the fluid bilayer is necessary for fusion in most cases. No one really knows what the fluidity of these bilayers and cell membranes is at that temperature. It is well known that gene expression increases with the increasing concentration of cationic liposomes in vitro assays, even at constant DNA concentrations. So, is the high concentration of cationic liposomes necessary to improve transfection efficiency? Not really. Proportional to the lipid concentration, the cytotoxicity of the preparations also increased. Therefore, optimal transfection is the result of a delicate balance between lipid toxicity and expression levels. Clearly, toxicity depends on the nature of the cationic lipids, the cell type, and their confluency on the plate. The properties of a cationic lipid can be related to its water solubility, hydrophilic-hydrophobic balance, solubilizing ability, and affinity for membrane lipids and proteins, and biodegradability. I see. What are the main factors responsible for the toxicity of cationic lipids? The toxicity of cationic lipids mainly comes from the increase of cell membrane permeability and the generation of transmembrane pores. The dependence of toxicity on cell confluency can be understood as the fraction of the cell surface exposed to cationic lipids, the remaining inaccessible membrane lipid pool, which can reseal pores by lateral diffusion. The membrane pores created by single-chain cationic surfactants are well known and were used as pesticides in the 1960s. Other mechanisms of toxicity, such as interactions with membranes and cellular components, are also possible. Could the presence of larger aggregates generated during the experiment interfere with the transfection process? Not really. These large particles are too large to enter cells by endocytosis. All of the above data may point to the conclusion that there may be another mechanism of cell entry besides endocytosis. This may not be a membrane genosome bilayer fusion in the traditional sense. Rather, it is an irregular, amorphous process that scientists call lipid-mediated poration of the cell membrane. What is the process of lipid-mediated poration of the cell membrane? Could you please describe it specifically? Cationic lipids either destabilize the membrane and the plasmid may be internalized or dissolve part of the membrane and create a transient pore. This can be referred to as a burn-a-hole mechanism. If there are too many, the cationic lipid cells cannot reseal the damaged membrane and the cells die. High local concentrations can exist, especially in the case of larger aggregates or physical encapsulation when applied in vivo. A similar model has been proposed, whereby DNA translocation through pores in the membrane is facilitated by the presence of dope. Overall, what are the main proposed modes of entry of cationic liposomal DNA complexes into cells? Three models have been proposed. First, it fuses directly with the cell membrane. The researchers incubated the cells with DAPMA, DOPE, and DNA complexes labeled with rosin and found that fluorescent markers were distributed on the cell membrane surface. This strongly demonstrates the possibility of this model. Second, entry by endocytosis is followed by fusion with the endosomal membrane. Another study used electron microscopy to find that DMRIE-DOPE DNA complexes enter HeLa cells mainly through the endocytosis mechanism. Third, it enters the cell through small pores formed in the cytoplasmic membrane. Since gene transfection takes a long time, it has been suggested that cationic liposomal DNA complexes may enter cells through small pores formed in the cell membrane, and further experiments are needed to confirm this model.
In conclusion, it is very difficult to identify the internalization pathways that lead to efficient transfection, especially because the transfection efficiency is very low. It is also difficult to know which part of the particles a particular assay detects, and whether those particles are responsible for transfection. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.